On Demand. Hear news from Israel whenever you want. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, June the 16th, 2019. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Sarah Netanyahu, wife of the Prime Minister, was convicted today, based on her own admission, to misusing state funds in the Prime Minister's residence catering affair. The Jerusalem Magistrate's Court accepted the plea bargain reached with Netanyahu, in which she confessed to lesser charges of exploiting the mistake of someone else without intention to defraud in the ordering of catered meals at a time when there was a cook on staff at the residence. Under the deal, Netanyahu was ordered to pay 55,000 shekels back to state coffers. The settlement dropped more serious charges of fraud and breach of trust and lowered the amount of spending to 175,000 shekels from over 300,000 shekels mentioned in the original indictment. The Movement for Integrity, an anti-corruption NGO, has asked the Attorney General to bar the new Justice Minister, Amir Ohana, from dealing directly or indirectly with the criminal investigations involving the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. According to the group, remarks by Ohana suggesting that Netanyahu could be framed gave credence to concerns regarding his serving as Justice Minister at a time when senior ministry officials are dealing with the cases. In politics, Blue and White Knesset member Moshe Ya'alon says that his party does not rule out entering a coalition with the Likud, but reiterated the party's stance that it will not join a government led by Benjamin Netanyahu. Ya'alon was responding to Yisrael Beitenu leader Avigdor Lieberman's declaration over the weekend that after the September elections, he would compel the formation of what he called an emergency unity government with the Likud and Blue and White parties. Lieberman said that in light of what he called the economic catastrophe the country faces and the anticipated security challenges, the party that wins the most mandates should form an emergency national unity government. Lieberman said that this best reflects the desire of most of the electorate and would blanc imposition of the Haredi Orthodox agenda on the government. The Likud said in response that the cat is out of the bag. Lieberman is willing to align with Blue and White's Yair Lapid and Benny Gantz in order to impose a left-wing government. Blue and White, in its initial response, welcomed Lieberman's comments, though noted that he adopted the same stance pri- that had he adopted the same stance prior to his factions voting to disperse the Knesset, it could have saved the country billions of shekels in unnecessary elections. Shas Deputy Minister Yitzhak Cohen attacked Lieberman's comments. The deputy minister of the ultra-Orthodox party called him an incessant babbler, who is also a bully, an opportunist, and irresponsible. Everything he has said in the past 20 years has been hollow. The cabinet will hold its weekly meeting today on the Golan Heights community Bruchim, which is slated to be renamed Trump Heights in honor of U.S. President Donald Trump. The U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, is expected to attend. Prime Minister Netanyahu, in announcing his plans to submit the proposal to rename the community, said it was in appreciation and gratitude of the U.S. leader's role in leading American recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital and Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Blue and White M. Cates v. Hauser called the measure Yisrabluff, saying that anyone who reads the fine print will see that it is nothing more than a non-binding declaration. This is not how a government that wants to settle the Golan Heights goes about it, he wrote on Twitter. 
In other news, the Qatari envoy Mohammed Alamadi is due to arrive in Gaza today with $15 million in assistance for needy families and short-term U.N. job initiatives. Qatar also provides $10 million for the purchase of fuel for the Gaza power plant. Service on the Jerusalem Ben-Gurion fast rail was halted this morning after a train carrying 300 people from Jerusalem got stuck in one of the tunnels near the capital. It was the second malfunction of the day. In other transport news, three months after the Eilat airport was closed, the government is reportedly considering reactivating it in light of the paucity of flights to the new Ramon airport north of the Red Sea Resort. A con reporter says under review is renewing domestic flights to Eilat while keeping the international flights at Ramon for the time being. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is reportedly interested in advancing the matter with a decision within two weeks. The Civil Aviation Authority said that carrying out such a decision and bringing the Eilat Airport up to operational readiness could take about a year because of all the varied required systems, including navigation and lighting, which were dismantled with the recent shutting down of the airport. The development comes against the background of protests in Eilat to the closure of Tel Aviv's Stedov Airport, which is viewed as a lifeline for the Red Sea City. The weather outlook, slightly cooler tomorrow with a chance of light local rain through the afternoon hours, mostly in the north. Tuesday and Wednesday the same. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 30, Tel Aviv and Haifa 29, Beersheba 35, and in Eilat going up to 37 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.